pregnancy test. Oh. <laughs> it looks like I'm supposed to pee on it, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, I'm Imagine. scared of it. That oh suck. My God. <laughs> okay, should we should we should we start? That suck if my girlfriend peed on it. Yeah, no, I'll probably ruin it. It's an expensive. I'll change your dab. <laughs> an yeah. Expensive. Oh man, I'll be like, whoa, what's this pungency over here? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some different. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. my god. Okay, Jesus. I wonder what terpenes are in that. <laughs> <laughs> we start recording yet? Yeah. I'm recording. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Glad we got that. We're talking about piss terpenes. All right. <laughs> hey. What's Hello. up? Hello. This is Parking Lot Radio. I'm your host, Sunny Side Up. And this is my co host, Rachel Bell. Hey. And we're here with Lunis, who is a musical artist. I'm not going to call you a DJ. Or a music producer, because <laughs> I feel both? like you're, you're so much like more beyond that. Because you got like, thanks, man. You got a whole vision. You're part of tonight, which has been going for over ten years now. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Dang. you do not look old enough to be. I know having done something for ten years. <laughs> I know. I get that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. I was looking through your uh, YouTube and I saw like stuff coming out on Lucky Me from like twelve years ago. Ooh. I'm like, damn, like. How did you start with with Lucky Me? Were you like one of their first artists on the label? I think I was one of the first um, international artists. Okay. Because they started in Scotland, um, Edinburgh and, and uh, Glasgow. Um, so founded by Dom, Martin, Hudmo. And um, mm -hmm. so they were like the core uh, artists that started it. And there, it used to be a club night before it. Okay. Yeah, oh, they used cool. to call the club night Lucky Me and uh, they would do it in Glasgow, I believe. Yeah. And um, eventually they decided to start a label and they got Rusty on board. And uh, yeah, you guys got like seriously some of my favorite electronic artists on that <laughs> label. Like, I don't know how you did it. I look forward to like the uh, the month, no, the yearly calendar, advent calendar. Yeah, thing. really. Me always, too, actually. <laughs> always dope music on that shit. Like, honestly, Lucky Me has some of the best artists. Where are love you? Rusty, love Hudmo. Where are you from originally? <laughs> I'm from Montreal, Quebec. For, race. Yeah. for context, Sonny usually knows everything about our guests, and I bring mm. the, uh, you know, I'm the replacement for the audience asking questions that they yeah. might not yeah. know. <laughs> You're <laughs> from balance. Quebec, Montreal. Yeah, French-Canadian. Wow. Yeah. Did you like growing up there? Absolutely, man. Like, it's a very interesting place to grow up in because we don't have a specific sound or identity in the sense of yeah. like, yo, this is the Montreal sound. So I was always influenced by, I guess that's probably where you get the uh, the feel that I'm more of an artist than just a DJ producer kind of thing yeah. because I was always um, influenced by all all art practices yeah and uh, I mean to put, to put in context um I grew up in the same town with uh um the the uh the fashion designer Joun mm -hmm. so Justin Saunders right yeah. so he he's a close friend of my my older sister they used to go to the same high school I eventually went to wow and he in he introduced me to the the I guess the 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 multi-practice of the hip-hop culture. Right. I was already into hip-hop because of my sister. Yeah. Uh, she was listening to Wu-Tang and all that, Redman and all that. Uh, but he introduced me into how to apply all this in, within the arts. Yeah. And uh, he was always forward-thinking in that manner. So mm -hmm. um, uh, he, he created a, like a little hip-hop festival in our, in our town called uh, Do It Jam. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he would get all the OG graffiti writers uh, DJs, breakdancers. Kind of like interdisciplinary. Yeah. yeah. Like and they were all here. All the youth would come out. And that was when you were dancing or you were making music at that but time that, too? No, nah, I only started making music like after high school. Uh, by that point, I was breakdancing heavy. Cool. Um, but I didn't last that long in the breakdance scene because 
I just wanted to do different things in a sense of like just being more just funny. I just wanted to have fun and, ha- yeah. and be yeah. funny. But at that time, it was very militant. I definitely <laughs> see. Uh, I like. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I definitely see a lot of like. A lot, it's definitely a lot of good content. I really liked uh, when you made that like fake Steve Jobs uh, announcement <laughs> for three. Yo, that was improvised too. Straight that up, was good. we we shot three things that day. It was the that weird Steve Jobs thing, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, what is it? The Doors was filmed the same place, mm-hmm. and Mas- Maserati. Maserati. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All that in one day. Knocking them out. So, well, yeah, I really liked. Uh, I really liked that album. So, what, what's the concept behind the 360 album exactly? So, the initial initial idea, like a lot of the times when I start an album concept, it's it's just coming off of something super mundane. It's just straight up that I'm watching. And at the time, I was watching uh, an old interview of, of Waka Flocka, mm-hmm. and he was just saying like. Yo, man, this industry ain't shit, man. Yo, shit ain't 360 like that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Let me just dwell on that. And I dwell on things a lot. And that's yeah. why probably why it's been 10 plus years. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of take thought. too long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm more of a fan of like uh, quality than quantity. Yeah. I yeah. know like a lot of artists these days. Exactly. Likewise. Yeah. I am guilty music. of being too impulsive. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that like adds to longevity. I think it's better to probably sit on things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was pretty much that. I, I just sat on it for a while and it, it grew over time to the point of like, okay, if I'm going to think 360, I'm making music, I'm performing on stage. Because when I started performing, actually, who the person who actually brought me into the whole uh, club scene was uh, Jacques Green. Yeah. And uh, without him, I wouldn't learn the things I know today. Mm-hmm. And from there when i did my first gig was actually my first club experience and i didn't know what to do at the time besides just play records but in between records i couldn't play the next one yet at the time uh, until like the chorus would come back in yeah so i was like i don't know I'll just go in front of the booth and i'll just dance with my friends in the front mm-hmm. <laughs> and that started becoming a thing and the more i started doing it the more i started thinking like okay let me if i'm trying to be more rounded in the way i'm con- trying to conceptualize this presentation i guess um, let me start actually contextualizing my movements and mm-hmm. actually observing the people, looking at them in the eyes, seeing their reaction. And that made me think about trying to design my stage uh, through like the five different human senses, right? Cool. And when I started working off of that concept, then I came across some article, I forgot what it was, talking about design and human senses in, this, in a way of if you, could, if you could design something around two to three out of the five senses, you got a pretty solid design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. And that became my anchoring anchor point for for whatever I've, I, I approach when I was designing anything from a stage, sound, um, products, and, and whatnot. Have yeah. you ever tried, like, scent? Has That's scent- exactly it. Yeah, so I I would start my set with uh, scent bes- before sound. Cool. Yeah, so I got... Um, uh, for, I remember as a, when I was a kid, so my mother, she's Filipino, right? And she's she's big on religion. And uh, I mean, shout out God. <laughs> and um, I would always go to church and I would see the the, the priest coming down with a, what they call it a thurible. Yeah. Yeah, with the frankincense in it. Mm-hmm. And I always found that interesting. It, there's something about it that just like visually. It's like ritualistic. Yeah. 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 Very primal ritualistic. And mm-hmm. um, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to a vintage place. uh Find a, I found this beautiful silver with like dragons on it, uh, a massive thurible with, with cool. weight on it. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know what? This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to just start the set with a very ambient, vague sound that you don't understand where it's coming from. Mm. And I'll start lighting up the incense behind stage yeah. in hopes that the people in the club would start smelling it. Yeah. And it was working perfectly. So I would start it off and people would be like, whoa, what's that smell? 
It reminds me of this. Yeah. And What's then everyone's on? like on the same page exactly. coming into it. There's actually, it's actually so interesting to me because there's a bunch of science behind like exactly. scent being the sense that most strongly ties to memory. Absolutely. Like a, a scent oh, yeah. can, and then also like brain dependent learning. Like if you study for a test in a certain environment or like experiencing a certain smell, if you smell it right before you take the test, you're more likely to be able to access those memories. Well, I should have done that in school. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the way I used it in school was, oh, I studied on Adderall, so I better take the test on Adderall. But it it applies in more homeopathic senses as well. So that's really cool. That's really Yeah, man, because really awesome. it, it's very interesting. It goes from that. People are, like you said, on the same page. Mm. But they don't know where the smell's coming from. Yeah. So I purposely would just stay hidden backstage until I show up with it. Yeah. And then they see the source of it. Then I would have my thermal right next to my booth, yeah. which was just a very simple setup, a podium, which was um, a keyboard stand with a, a CDJ case on mm -hmm. top of it, hidden with the black cloth. And that was it because I wanted to stri strip down everything as much as possible, even take out visuals because a lot of people at that time, I mean, I mean, still now, are very dependent on LED screens. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to go back, back to like theater oh, Was that when days. you were wearing like the curtain on your face? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I, I, I just wanted like to use all theatrical, traditional um, lighting, stage lighting uh, stuff and techniques to yeah. see how I can reintroduce that to the to the digital new world type of thing, right? We yeah. were, we were, um, I was rewatching the interview we did with Flostradamus. Yeah. And there was this one moment that cracked me up so much that you're reminding me of. I think he was talking about the first time he played Perry's stage at Lollapalooza. Mm. And he just, he said he just had like a table and there was like no... Oh no! Curtain over it or anything, so you could just see his legs through it, and that's just like such a funny. Like you're doing the exact opposite. You're like concealed. Oh, I'd love to if I could just like oh, just a play table. my full set in my head and have like motion sensors and yeah. like a full on chip in my brain. I'd do a set like that. Oh yeah, with nothing around, just my just bare and just like yo, <laughs> yeah, it was straight up. Is your live set Ableton or yeah, Ableton? Okay, we're yeah. and you don't produce with Ableton, right? No, FL Studio. Work. Yeah. So how come you decided to do that? I mean, I know why, obviously, but like, I know why you use Ableton instead of CDJs. But like, how did you get to that point? Like, you, mm -hmm. it was a decision, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was purely uh, when I when I did my first gig, I was just using something like Virtual DJ or something like that. Yeah. But it didn't seem to fit the way I, I like to present my performance. And uh, mm -hmm. again, it's Jacques Green. He he was yeah. using that before. I DJ with before Ableton I was. also. So yep. And I, he showed me when that. When I see your set, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> <That's so laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. I kind of know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know everything that's going on because you use an M-pad and I use yep. like a, the APC 40. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, so it's a little bit of different. But uh, but yeah, I saw like a few of your boiler room sets and I think like your intro, you chopped up like uh, one of the songs from 808s and Heartbreaks. I think it's Say mm. You Will. Right, right. Oh. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that's been a minute. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's like 10 years old. I think it was like a Red Bull thing or something. You're right. In very, the very, the, the drama. I love the drama. But uh, it was very theatrical. <laughs> and I thought, like, how many artists do this? How many artists even, like, think to do this? It's like, right. even, like, that conversation we just had, no one thinks about yeah. the scent. Yeah. How you're going to walk out. How I'm going to walk how out. How you're going to present yourself. Yep. Usually it's just some dude like, oh, here. I'm going to do, put my USB in. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame him. It's really like no, the structure of the yeah. industry. It's very itself. easy to, yeah. to, to, to use to not DJs and, yeah. and just exactly. not use Ableton. I know because when I have to bring all my shit to a club, it's like, 
it's annoying to set up. It's always annoying. <laughs> so once you're set up, you're like, guy. let's go. The sound guy's like, I don't know what. I'm like, I don't know either, dude. To like, this day, to this day, I'm still experiencing that. Yeah. It's I funny, think, but I don't blame him. I think, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, it's so much more fun DJing with Ableton, I think, because yeah. you can you can focus on other things than beat matching. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know? it. I think uh, what you said about like it being inspired by church like resonates. I grew up in a really religious household also. Mm. And like there's something about just like establishing drama like from the jump. It feels like worship. Like yeah. it's like a. It, 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 I don't know. There's something about it that just goes right into the human emotion. Yeah. And um, I'm all about that because whenever I'm whenever I'm performing or, or preparing for a, a new stage design show, I'm less so thinking about what's going to make the crowd go wild and i'm more so thinking about what else can i make the crowd feel yeah like where can i take you yeah 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 and even if it's anger and confusion mm. i still love it because that kind of emotion to me at first it used to bum me out but the more i started thinking about it from a more uh empathetic place i started thinking like wow this this is more of like a a point where a person is actually thinking and processing yeah and you never get to have that kind of feeling at a show mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, and then if you yeah. can hold them out of like whatever that kind of negative feeling is it's like almost like you're giving people catharsis mm, like you're giving them an opportunity to feel point. better yep you're about right. something that felt bad and like yeah. a lot of people don't get to experience that very yeah, often so. yeah yeah i mean perfect examples when i was um when i was direct support in 2017 or something like that for uh, madonna on her tour right well um it, she initially just wanted me to do one show in vancouver and uh, I was like, hey, you know, my show's weird, right? And she's like, yeah, I saw it. My, my kids showed me what you do. It's pretty cool. Sick. I want to see it. I'm like, okay, but there's a lot of swear words. And she said, play the fuck you want. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I'm Madonna. Sure enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do my whole thing. And obviously, I know her crowd is not going to vibe to it. But yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to, I always just have Go fun hard. for me. It's, yeah. it's really for how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what I noticed that was very insightful for me was that it's pretty much what you were saying. I made them think, but my 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 uh, genuine passion and happiness on stage came through. Came through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like second half of my set, I would look back up because at first when I started, people were like, "What is this, What's guy, this? guy doing?" Bro, they were fucking shitting right. on me on social. Right? <laughs> but after that, yeah. near the end of my set, I look back up and they're like, "Yeah, oh. <laughs> I, honestly, oh, like, happy. yeah, bopping their heads." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you can't not dance to your set. Like, there's no way, like, you're not going to go crazy. It's so fun. It's, like, cool to feel like you won people over, too. Yeah, Yeah. I know. That I did not intend to do, but seeing that is pretty beautiful, and it's very touching. That's I didn't know you were support for Madonna. I know, man. There's a few things, man. I did, like, a. I was once a music director for this very experimental project with Cirque du Soleil. Oh, and uh, wow. it was something I know it's something I've always wanted to do too I can't and, believe I didn't find any of that when I was looking you up yeah. <laughs> oh I know because I didn't post the video yet right. I probably should because that was like years ago too Um, that makes sense like when you based on what you just described about your practice yeah. for you to like do instrumentals for circus oh, that was sick. fun that was fun we we won uh, an award for it um, over uh, it was up against um, the show design of uh, the is it the my Chemical Brothers or The Chemical Brothers? The Chemical Brothers. The, the yeah. Chemical Brothers, yeah. yeah. And uh, we won over them. And I'm like, holy shit. The Chemical Brothers. Yo, let's go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was that's crazy. So sick. Yeah, your live shows. I, I don't, I've never seen a Luna set, but I've caught a few Tonight sets. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I was at the Tonight set where I think Kanye came out. Yo. I, I think I have video. That was super surreal. Where was I that? was at that set, Here. but I didn't even know. I think it was at, like, it was um, at Williamsburg, Williamsburg. Music. Yeah, that's it. That's wow. It. That one. I know. I it, didn't even know that it happened until the next day. 
for some reason, it's hard for me to imagine <laughs> Kanye West being in Williamsburg. I know it was super it last weird. minute. We <laughs> but, were, yeah, he just out of the blue. We were sound checking, I think, and actually, we were initially going to have Ryan Leslie open. He mm-hmm. was super down to open. I was like, already, like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> and um, then he had that uh, case that he had uh, when his laptop got stolen and everything. Oh, right. So he still showed up, even though he was bummed out about his laptop. I was like, that's man, nice. super grateful. Yeah. And last last minute, the venue manager, stage uh, manager, comes in. He's like, yo. Uh, no, he uh, actually was Hudmo. He, I think he contacted Hudmo and almost like, hey, Kanye wants to come in. Word? So <laughs> then he was tripping out. They were like, yeah. all right, we're going to make sure we prepare everything. I still didn't believe it. Yeah. And I just remember playing. And then um, when we played one of his songs, I think it was Third Flu, because he sent us the stems to remix it. So Whoa. we played our remix of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all I remember, all I remember seeing is his shaved head. <laughs> Right. And I was like, damn, I guess it's real then. That's him. I, I, I like go back I like did head. not even notice. I was so like drunk that night. Yeah, a lot of and people I, didn't I notice. I found out the next day on Twitter. It was like, oh. yo, it was like, yo, Kanye shows up at tonight That's show. I was like, so I was at the show. I don't got, remember like, that shit. But FOMO for a thing I definitely you have video. Crowd reaction night, was delayed. That show was very lit. Yeah, yeah. That I remember sick. the crowd reaction on that. Yeah. That was funny because I'm like, I don't know if they noticed. And now like <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, reverberated out. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I think you could be mistaken for Kanye. I know they say that all the time. <laughs> so, In high school, I was mistaken for Tiger Woods because I was, had a baby face and everything. And then as I grew, they were like, "Yeah." <laughs> I must. It must have been weird. Like when when I was working with him once, uh, it wasn't for the Yeezus project. The Yeezus one was just the instrumental that was sent over, and he yeah. just did what his what he had to do well, with. But um, you're talking about. Uh yeah yeah um but uh before that I was just he brought well Virgil invited me over to to Hawaii for for a bunch of sessions just to show and show my music and then mm-hmm. connect with him I've always wondered like looking at him just being like I wonder if he thinks like, <laughs> yo and I even met Kim at that point too I wonder if she like <laughs> I was so nervous like, I never you look been, like the father of my children <laughs> I don't know what to say when she came through like I'm not starstruck I wasn't starstruck I was just like stressed out yeah <laughs> i don't want to say nothing wrong i don't want to do nothing stupid i, I like, was like hey. i like to ask people uh, who like they've been most starstruck by in their lives me, careers. for me it's 100 percent whoever i've been a fan of since a teenager yeah it's usually that because i have a lot of emotion attached to it so one of them that i could uh top of my head would be the rizza because oh. uh it was again the, the madonna thing she would invite me again for like this uh private event yeah. It was nuts, dude. There was a lot of people at that private Yeah. Event. So I mean, you were Madonna. Yeah, a whole world tour. So I did that one she show. Said. She came out. Uh, after I finished my set, She, her manager asked me to meet her at the green room. Mm. And then I went to the green room. She came out of her room. She was like, where's Lunice? And I'm like, damn. I just went and hid in the corner. <laughs> I was like, nah, no way she said that shit. <laughs> I'm going to wait Madonna and see. Madonna said right? my name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody started looking around. He's like, he's right there. He's right there. She came up. Oh, I loved it. You're, You're like great. behind a potted plant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And um, yeah, she was like, you know what? Scrap the other opener. You're coming with me for the rest of the tour. I'm like, damn. He was like, imagine the other other person. (laughs) It's like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) We had a deal. I felt bad. I was like, shit. Okay, (laughs) damn. Well, so ever since then, she would like invite me to like to DJ uh, private events. She even invited me to uh, a solid uh, connect. Yeah. 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 And um, that event there was uh, during Art Basel and she was selling. For charity, a bunch of her art and like photos of her, yeah, yeah. artistic photos and everything. Hope it wasn't NFTs. Oh god! <laughs> Imagine uh, that'd be hilarious. 
<laughs> probably, she probably is like right on the cusp of getting into M- NFTs. Actually, Madonna's yeah. probably about. To She's be probably there. planning her right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> um, she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, man. So that that gallery show, I was I was DJing it, and um, you know, uh, Russell Simmons came in, uh, Chris Damn. Rock, Chappelle, Diddy, um, but then RZA came in, and I was just like. Damn. RZA. I just said RZA out loud. <laughs> Ro just looked at me and he continued on. I was like, damn. <laughs> He's probably like, what the fuck is this dude thinking? No, that's crazy though. You already mentioned like listening to Wu-Tang when you were a kid. Like, yeah. That's like icon status for sure. I did not expect that. I, I would not, not know what that. to say to him either. I actually like randomly saw a clip of him today on like uh, Instagram, like a random reel. He, I think he scored uh, Kill Bill. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah, he did, actually. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did not know that. And he was talking about how, uh, I don't know. Like how that process was? Yeah, it was Damn. insane. I mean, that makes I sense, didn't though, because he's, like, really into, like, Japanese cinema. culture, oh, yeah, samurai exactly. stuff. So they, You're right, yeah. They, they, like, became friends because of that. Yeah, that's oh. cool. Yeah. Damn. And then he just asked him one day because he was a huge fan of Wu-Tang Clan. Like, Tarantino, that's so Tarantino. Tarantino, man, he got stories. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino loves feet and Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> yep. So, um, I want to talk about tonight a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when when you guys first made that record, what were you? What, what was the goal for that record? Because it was obviously around the time where, I think it was a little before that whole like trap EDM thing blew yeah, up. Yeah, it was. It was a yeah, little before. Right before. And it was like. It, it definitely wasn't the same. I'll say that. It definitely mm-hmm. was much like it was a it was a different approach. It wasn't really like a it didn't feel like an EDM record. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cause, I mean, I don't consider you EDM, obviously, but like right, well, you it's, know, it's pretty much from where we started. Like our our initial approach is mm-hmm. why the reason why the, we are the way we are. Um, yeah. uh, so like basically, me and Hudmo, we've always been influenced by trap music, but more so in the sense of the southern music, yeah, right, trap music, yeah. Um, just the expression of it. It was just very different from the East Coast rap, West Coast mm-hmm. rap. It just felt like a new um a new frontier or like wave of of uh, hip hop expression. Yeah. yeah. It's and like a very it's a very specific soundscape. Exactly. And you can do so yeah. much within yeah. that soundscape. Yeah. And you could space it out. Exactly. Make it fast, make it slow. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh there was a lot for us to to really experiment with. And uh actually the the that Blood and Leaf song will the original instrumental is just called Are You Ready? And that's the first song we ever made together. Oh, wow. Ever. Like, Damn. So sick. He that's was, crazy. He was in London. You're like, okay, this is working. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, like, it was working for us. We yeah. didn't know until we showed it everybody else. And everybody else was like, So Yo. when you first decided to work with him, were you guys like, all right, we'll just collab? Or you're like, no, let's make a whole project? Mm. Oh, just super casual. Just um, casual. And then we it thought about it once. Project. Yeah. And we didn't do anything about it for like <clears throat> two, three years. Yeah. <laughs> until one day I was uh, I was on tour and then I had a couple days off in London. And, I, say, uh, I think it's good that you waited. Yeah. 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 Well, like, again, we said perfect on it. Perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Consistent. honestly, that, like you have to wait for them to under, to get to that point where. Yeah. They, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's how our first project came to be. So it was really just casual, just sitting in. I, I just wanted to just see. Hudmo, just his process, you know, because I'm such a big fan of his, right? And, yeah. yeah. Um, he was working on a remix for Bjork. I mean, <gasps> it is Hudmo. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he just finished the remix, exports it, bounces it, and then turns around. He's like, hey, you remember we were supposed to try to work on some stuff together? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Now that I'm done with Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that I'm done with Bjork. You want to try this out? I'm like, sure, why not? And um, let me tell you what, man. So the way I made that song... Super simple, no thoughts, no real thoughts about it. I was, uh, what was this? 
he was just playing some diff different drum kits. And as he was playing different drum kits, I was just playing um the 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 melody of uh Old Dirty Bastard, uh Ooh Baby I Like It Raw. And I added just a, a, a third note to it. And that third note, then Hummel was like, oh, huh, record that. So it was just a piano, and I just did that, well, the MIDI signal and everything. Mm. And uh, then he switched it to I the horns. About the horn? Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, Hummel switched it to the horns. And then we were like, ooh, okay. And, and then it became I, like that ominous. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then I started adding the drum patterns to it. And then Hudmo started mixing the drums and adding different kits to it. And that was it. And um, uh, I believe, uh, or I'm pretty sure Virgil heard it. And mm. I don't know how he, I don't know how he did it, man. Like I was curious, was how did it become Blood on the Leaves? It's all Virgil. Uh, he 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 was so inter interconnected with the world. I yeah, don't know. he he was the internet. You know, yeah. like um, he showed that to Ye, and Ye was just like, "Yo, I need that for the fashion show." So he used it for his first ever fashion show. Wow. Yeah, I just remember being on tour with uh, Rocky Fresh, right? And it was my first moment ever being surrounded by rappers, and they see that, and they're like. Yo, you killed that shit. I'm like, oh, damn, the rapper's gonna really <laughs> fuck with me. <laughs> this is changing. Like, oh, cred, cred. <laughs> How do you... So you worked with, like, a bunch of rappers, obviously. You worked with Denzel Curry. Yeah. Um, A bunch of dope people. How, how do you approach working with an artist as opposed to making your mm. own music? I keep it... I try to keep it as casual as I do when I work with Hudmo, too. Um, I don't really have any, like, set uh goals or or objectives to it mainly because i mean everybody's dealing with different things at the same time so it's very hard to like intentionally schedule things yeah. with a, a, a rapper or vocalist right so i i generally try to approach it from a, a place of oh we're, we just so happen to be at the same place same time yeah with the right amount of time and space between each other to to do something right and then i then i get into it fully yeah. And uh, that's sort of how I've approached most of my features. Like, um, I think I'm, it's always better to be in the room for sure. Yeah, that that for sure. Being in the room and different scenes. But then the more the more I got into the rap scene, the more I realized, like, man, I'm honestly just a little hipster black dude. Like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I do not match that scene at all. First of all, I'm French Canadian, <laughs> and um, that already is. Like Are there a any thing. French Canadian rappers? Uh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I have. I mean, like I, that I would have heard of. Oh, uh, not in the world. I'm sure there are. Well, right Drake. now, well, uh, Drake's yeah, right, not no. French oh, Canadian. No, no, no. The, only more recently, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the young younger uh, Gen Z artists that that are blowing up and they're killing it right now. I want to hear like, somebody rap in Quebecois. Oh, in Quebec. Oh, that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we got like a cult one. He's like the little B of Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Wa Enuk, <laughs> King Enuk. Okay. <laughs> He's so funny, but I don't know what he's doing now. But like, he was definitely the little B of, of Quebec at that time. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a funny question. So, randomly, like six months ago, I was watching the Azealia Banks uh, two on two video. Okay, mm. I, I saw also you. Did and that Jack, recently? Yeah. Jack Green in it. Is that yeah. how you say his name? Jack? Yeah, yeah. Jack Jack or Jacques. Well, Jacques? it's because it's French. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw you guys in it. I was like, what the fuck's he doing in that video? So did I know. You, was that just like a fun thing or were you involved in the production of that song? No, nah, we were she she was just in Montreal. And she you were filmed, just hanging out. Yeah, oh, it was filmed hanging. in Montreal? Yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah. okay. And Very, did yeah. Danny produce that? He's he's in it too. You guys are like the three people who aren't. Oh yeah, well, we didn't produce it. Um uh, we were just there because we were just hanging out, eating yeah. chicken and waffles, and <laughs> we were just chilling, smoking weed. And then uh, she was like, "Hey, you want to be part of this video?" Yeah. And I'm like, 
sure, I'm not doing anything Why today. <laughs> what about you, Jauk? And he's like, nah, I ain't doing anything today either. All right, cool, let's go. That's so funny. Kind of iconic. And when I saw it 10 years ago, I obviously didn't know. I mean, like, I probably knew Lunas, but I didn't know. Like, I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, huh. Why Yo, is he that, there? I like watched, <laughs> I showed the video to someone recently who hadn't seen it. And it, that, it's so it's a powerful. Dope video. It, <laughs> yeah. it trans, it's like time travels me back to the first time I heard it. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. 10 years ago, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fascinating, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny you even say Jacques' name in like a Quebecois way. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's spelled that way. So I never knew how yeah, to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, but it, he's got but like the French Canadian. How, how do you pronounce your name? Oh, just Lunis. Lunis. Okay, but in French, it's Lunis. You said it. Yeah. You said Lunis. Madonna yeah. said Lunis. So yeah, I she thought. said it in French. Yeah. She fancy. <laughs> we had these. We had these French exchange students when I was in high school, and I was really into Justice, um, oh, which dude. was French. And I was like, that, I was like, yo, uh, Justice, man. Take conne- Justice. <laughs> and they were like, oui, oui, ouais, justice. I've never said it in French. Like it's I've so cute justice. in French. Justice. Yo, it's so true. Yeah, their shit was so hard. Like, yeah, that was holy. big for me in high school. Yeah, I really, same. I also like when I was going through your YouTube, I really like your approach to music videos. Mm. Like, I'm a fan of simple, especially when it comes to music videos, because like music videos, you don't really need to tell a story. Yeah. You just music need. Does the, you just need visuals that match the feeling of a song. It's like that's B-roll, it. basically. That's, yeah. like, that's how I think of how like yeah. a good music video doesn't make you think too much. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel what the song Yeah, it doesn't have to be a short film. Exactly. That's like for art class or something. Like, exactly. And yeah. I think the way that you make, the way that you have your music videos when you're dancing in it, especially mm-hmm. the 360 ones. Yeah. But I think the first one I saw was that was like that was Can't Wait too oh yeah yeah that was the first one i saw i was like wow this video is fucking Yo, that was sick that was fun yeah we filmed that one in london in a church yeah um, the, the shot where the the camera is upside down upside down oh, super simple just flip it and just like whoa yeah <laughs> visually interesting yeah. yeah you can really like if you just have like a small vision you i i really like what you did with those like i think you have like maybe four or five of those kind of videos where it's just you dancing mm-hmm. and there's the one get right Oof, Yo, that shit goes so I filmed hard. that one in my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did so you do tight. the effects too? Um, no. So uh, the person who did the effects, uh, uh, he's also part of the label. He does a lot of the art direction too and everything. Uh, does he called, do the Tonight stuff? Um, not Tonight stuff, but uh, he does a lot of the individual artists on the label. Mm-hmm. His name is Cameron Morse. He's also from Montreal. Oh. Um, when, yeah, when you say the label, you mean Lucky Me? Lucky Me, yes. Sorry. And, so uh, are you like uh, an owner of the label also? or no. like? No, it almost feels here. like it for how long? You're just like an OG. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's pretty cool. I think, like I said before, they really have some of the most, like, you know, forward-thinking artists in, like, electronic. I really, I, I agree. really fuck with that. Me really too. They all inspire me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, you know what? It's because we're, we've always approached it as a collective first because we're all art students yeah. at heart. And, well, not art. We literally were art students. <laughs> and uh, so all of our, we all have, like, a take or certain... Amount, uh, amount of knowledge when it comes to, to artistic design and yeah. execution, how to put it together and how to collaborate to make sure we can get to a certain goal, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it really, I'm glad you noticed that part of it, of, of that, that it does translate yeah, once we course. put things out. Yeah. That's yeah. why I, I liked what you said about Montreal, because like if you, if you think about it, I, I can think of a lot of artists or influential creators from mm, Montreal, but right. it doesn't really ever feel like there's a scene. 
you know, like yep. one strong exactly. thing that's it's not like exactly. Atlanta where it's like yep. hip hop capital. Yep. I mean, like absolutely in the 50s, it was like poetry and writing mm-hmm. at like McGill, I guess. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since then, I can't think of a time that I've been like, oh, Montreal's where you go for this. Exactly. So it makes sense that like you and your peers influenced by all those different things. Yeah, there, it's always like that when we were doing our own club nights. It was a mix of everything. We'd book everybody we loved, and yeah, uh, that's great. That's fun. It is. It's it's very it's very open and and uh, uh, intuitive. And it's like just, a salon. Yeah, the olden days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just come here and get your mind expanded <laughs> via whatever medium. Yeah, yeah, man. I like. Uh, I really like your new song. Is that compensate? Is that your newest song you put out? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. shit is on a the banger, man. <laughs> Thanks, His drums man. are like super fucking crunchy. Yo, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so I'm working on my next album, and and. I've noticed the way I mix things are different. Uh, mm. That the label would hit me back and be like, "How did you do this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Honestly, best thing I could say is that I grew up." Yeah. I don't. I don't know how to technically explain how I'm doing this now, but it's just over time. I don't know. Just my did, taste did you, and sound. You used to have different. other people mix your stuff, or you always? Yeah, just me. It? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Always. Um. No. Sorry. Uh. In the beginnings, I had a. Uh. I've worked with a couple people to mix it, but then it just gradually became me. And yeah. after a while, you just got yeah. a feel for it. And, yeah. yeah. Just got a feel for it. After I was that. um listening to weird reference, but I was listening today the original recordings of House of Balloons, the weekend's oh, like first yeah. album. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I was it's listening great. to that probably like a decade ago, and I didn't realize that. The ones on Trilogy were like remixed and mastered and oh, they stuff. Are? Yeah, he had, oh. and so if you go listen to the old one on know. Spotify, it says original, and it was crazy to listen to them because like I don't think I know enough about music production to notice a difference. Right, mm-hmm. right. But it is so different. Like right. once he got older and had access to yeah. more like higher level production. Yeah, yeah. There's a diff. There's there's definitely a different feeling to it for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I missed. Yeah, that trilogy was great. Yeah, I really liked it when it came out for sure. Oh yeah, all, all I mean, big shout out to Zodiac. He uh, he was the one that was the main producer at the time, okay, and the, that gave him that sound. Yeah, yeah. Ever since then, it's been different. But hey, I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, he got a little like. I feel like once you start getting put on like feature film soundtracks, yeah, your vibe changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> once you find a right angle to expand your brand and yada yeah. yada, like yeah, fair enough. So you're working on a new album now. What, yeah. What what's that process for you? Do you like make a spreadsheet? Do you, how, do you do <laughs> how do how do you approach making an album like? Um, pretty similar to how I started the first one. I first start with a word that sticks with me, and uh, this one was another one. It's so funny how I end up thinking about it. I was just watching Jesus and Marrow. another another interview format. A, a cool thing about electronic music is that like you don't there's no lyrics. Like it's not so like lyric focused, so no. you can call it whatever you want, and then yeah. you just run yeah, yeah. that concept. That's it. Can it. Be more That's conceptual, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, um, like in the end of their show with the guests, they always ask the guests, like, so what do your what do you want your bodega sign to say when it's lit up? And yeah. everybody always had some kind of like heartfelt message. You know, it's very cool. But nobody was just calling, was just saying open. Oh, I just wanted to say open. Yeah. And I was like, I would do that if I was on that show. And I was like, hmm, what do you mean by open? Just open. Like the sign just says just open. Says, the sign just says open. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, open, open. Oh, I like it. And I started Googling about it to see like what other artists has, has used just yeah. that word alone. Mm. And I noticed a lot of artists would create a narrative around it. So yeah. it would be open door, open road. So it's very like it narrows down the, the listener uh, into a path, a very predetermined path. But just open in itself. It's fun. They're like, closing it. 
Yeah. Open exactly. is not open when you add no. like a word after. You're right. You're right. I'd say it literally closes. So it. is that the name of your next yeah. project? Open. Yeah. Cool. And it it pretty much derives from my my more recent uh pro- production process. Mainly learned from how I worked with Hudmo for tonight because a lot of the what we do is there's absolutely no thoughts to it. We just mm-hmm. hit sounds, and it's weird because if you were in the room with us, we're mostly just grunting it wouldn't be fun yeah there's not like talking back no and forth. we're yeah. just going huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> record <laughs> that's funny i remember <laughs> i remember at that tonight show before before uh chimes came out um i remember mm. the dog bark Woo. <laughs> i remember yeah. like you and hudmo both doing it you guys were doing that, it or sampling like, oh i did that one yeah <laughs> you were making but, uh, it with your mouth okay. oh yeah yeah but then like i heard the song the like because i have like i have like video footage of it from my phone and then i heard the song two years later and i remembered the dog wolf yeah. I mean the dog bark. Yeah. And then I heard that shit in like an Apple iTunes commercial or something. I was like, damn. I remember that song before. Yeah. And also when you guys played uh he played like this r- version of Mercy mm. um that he had and then he ended up releasing that instrumental because I have a video oh, of right. it happening. He yeah. ended up instru- like releasing the instrumental over COVID when he released like a bunch of music. Yeah, yeah. And uh it was crazy just seeing it it's there nuts. and then there without the vocal was really cool somebody should yeah. make a, a playlist of songs that feature dogs barking because i feel like <laughs> there's like a pretty banging like honestly it's it felt so hype for the crowd like yeah. it was just like ooh. Yeah. i remember I used, I used to play she wants to move by by nerd um at home and my dog would freak out because it starts oh, yeah. out with the bar- dog barking yeah he always responded to it I, um another of our tonight songs uh serpent that one has a dog, a, a, an actual dog barking. His neighbor's dog was barking at us because the music was sold out. <laughs> and I barked back at it. And it was such a funny clip. We kept it in there. That's so funny. You can sort of hear like a... And I'm like... Woo, 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 woo. And I'm like... I love it. that. It gives so much like personality. Like uh, there was, I think, two, like one album ago, Lana Del Rey's second most recent album. You can hear her rip a jewel. <laughs> on one of the songs it's like the the crackling yeah you can hear the like <laughs> I, amazing it's so she's like a, about to sing and she had to breathe in some nick that's like first a, that's like the pop equivalent of lil wayne smoking <laughs> yeah. a joint before laying a verse it's like a whiz like bong bubbling real quick yo so that's funny. so crazy <laughs> so yeah so the the second so you guys put out a song on tonight recently too right yeah um what's it called is it brick figures yeah no, yeah right brick yeah, figures yeah, yeah. I really liked the second album was even though it's it's obviously going to be different. It's like ten years later. Mm-hmm. The second album was really fucking dope, <laughs> like insane. Obviously not what I don't think what anyone expected. Yeah, I mean, it's like the us complete either. opposite <laughs> of what anyone expected. But uh, I I thought it was dope. the The visuals are really nice. dope. Just yeah. everything. Yeah. And that's that's wild. when you guys put out a tonight album. You have worked on all of those songs in the same room together. Yeah, we like to work together in the same room. Does he live in London? Uh, no, in L.A. now. Oh, okay, so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where you, you so are. So I'll go to L.A., time. just stay there for a week or two. And oh, just where do you, work on the, wait, where do you live? I'm still in Montreal. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Hometown hero. Yeah, cost of living so cheap, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been trying <laughs> think, to go up there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, I grew up in New York, and even though it's, like, expensive or whatever, I 
just don't want to live anywhere else. Well, listen, you you both came from cool places. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you were born in Indianapolis, Indiana, I don't yeah, think you'd be saying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm really, yeah. I'm really gonna stay here. Yeah, like I think I'll just stay, guys. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. That hits different. Yep. Although I do actually have a friend from high school who likes what you said earlier. He started a hip hop festival for oh, like yeah. the Midwest. Oh damn! And I always like feel a little ashamed or like but also respectful when i look at what he's doing because i'm like you know i just got out as quick as i could yeah and he's yeah. like 32 or something trying to make it cool like he stayed you nice, know nice nice yeah, yeah well there is there definitely yeah there's definitely um some people who who have this this uh emotional and and almost spiritual attachment yeah and those are they become the ogs that yeah. that really brought up the next generation to be inspired to do new things and Next thing you know, they're starting a whole new sound out there. You never know. Yeah. 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 Montreal is honestly a beautiful city. I went there um, for Oceaga in Ooh. 2012. Oh, yeah. And, what, the, you know, that it? group, uh, nice. Birdie Nam Nam? Uh, no, I don't think so. They were like, uh, they they had, do you know that song, Wild for the Night? With like yeah. Skrillex and ASAP yeah. Rocky. Oh, that's them. So the, the, the original sample came from one of their songs. Oh. And then Skrillex made two remixes. And then ASAP heard it. And then ASAP was like, let's make another version for me. Oh. What are they like, called? It's called like uh, Wild for the Night. For no, what are they called? Night. Thank you for singing it though also. Uh, <laughs> Birdie, <laughs> Birdie Nam Nam. Birdie Nam Nam. Nam yeah. Nam. I, th- I don't know where they're. I think they're from like Europe. I don't know any- oh. where they're from. But uh, yeah, they played there. It was interesting. They had like, they're literally four guys. And like two of them have Whoa, four. two turntables and then two of them have like synth and drum machines and Sick. it was a, it was a weird and this is 2012 too that reminds but, me of like keys and crates vibes yeah <laughs> yeah it was weird it was cool though and uh it was a really beautiful city summertime loved mm-hmm. it should we go it's like a five-hour drive go. yeah wanna, i mean it's really cold now you want to do a montreal app of the pod yeah. we like we, we like hid weed by the border and <laughs> went in and then on the way back we got the weed <laughs> literally like at like a like a like a truck stop where you that's just like so dug a hole funny. behind it. Yo, that's literally what <laughs> Alchemist does. Yeah. Too. Like, <laughs> oh man, when I was doing that project with him, we did a... a did a Red Bull thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We did a whole record together and uh, <laughs> yo, he's got all the tricks, man. Like, <laughs> he was starting to dig a hole to like stash a lot of like a bunch of weed he got because he's going to be like, I'm back in like three weeks. Right. Yeah. I'm like, all right, actually that's a... That's a great idea. I remember people, <laughs> when I lived in Chicago, people used to go to the park where like Lala or North Coast was happening before and oh, bury right. nitrous tanks. Jesus. Oh, dang. <laughs> and then during the festival, sell balloons for $5. Wow. Yo. I think That's that, industrious. That is wild. That is a level of entrepreneurial thinking that I've I cannot seen, relate to. Yeah. I've seen some memes where, I was, where a kid is like, yo, and he's like, it's like a, a dirty, huge Smirnoff <laughs> vodka thing. He's like, yo, I pulled this shit out. I buried this shit last week. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Yo, they're, they're, they're probably rich now with all their investments and shit. Is it? <laughs> True. Yeah, they have brains that are not like mine. They're long-term thinking, I think. Is it when you travel, um, you have to get like artist visas or do you get to go for like a short time? Because um, I, I did a... Work visas? Like, yeah, for like when you have to go do tours and stuff. Mainly for the States. Europe yeah. is super chill about it, except yeah. UK, you also need a work visa. I just okay. heard there's a new thing happening for Canadian artists. What is it? Um, oh, yeah? Where like the, ta- the, the thing to get a visa went up by like 250% or something. The cost of it? Yeah. Mm. What? Yeah. That's work so visa dumb. for where? Um, the in, US in the probably. States? I think for US, yeah. Like Damn. US huh? is charging them like much more to come in now or something damn they're really decoupling huh? canadian artists yeah <laughs> <laughs> Break up. i might have to move here bro. no i'm kidding 
I, w- I remember I like went and did a, a, I'm a writer. I did a reading in Toronto once and mm. my friends there, I had to get like a letter saying like where I was staying and the Facebook event. This is back in the day. It had to be oh, private yeah. because right. I had to say at the border that I wasn't like oh, right. going for work that. or whatever. Yeah. Not like I was making fucking big money or <laughs> oh, anything. What were they going to do? Tax the $40 I made selling books? Like, <laughs> come <on>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'll still get you for yeah, that. For it's you, crazy. Would you say you play mostly shows in like uh, North America or mostly like around like the oh, world? Oh, just globally. I, 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 when I first started doing club nights, I specifically made a, a rule for myself that I'm only going to do the club nights that Jacques Green got me in, right? Because <laughs> his, <laughs> his music is on some different stuff. So yeah, his and the scene there. and everything. Yeah. So I'm only going to do that. I'm not going to do like other venues that have nothing to do with me and the right. whole crew. Yeah. Um, that way I don't become a local DJ mm. or artist. And so I focused on just doing my thing with that specific night until I started doing more shows in London. Yeah. Yeah. And then London became more of a thing. Well, I started... A lot of the beginnings I had to like, uh, you know, like you're saying, sort of keep it on the down low yeah. and just get through. And yeah. like, once I'm through, I'm like, yeah, let's make this money. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of my beginnings were built in London. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty Very, sick. very inspiring. And, I feel uh, like when you're around a group of artists like that and you're all kind of have like, you're all not making the same music, but like the same like vision kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, which is basically just like a, an alternative to the like traditional like dance music exactly. Yeah. exactly i wouldn't even consider it dance music like a I lot of it is just like trippy yeah. like just cool it's shit crazy yeah it's dope. <laughs> genre bending yeah. Yeah, yeah where's where's somewhere that you've gotten to go to play that like was really exciting to you somewhere you never thought you would go i mean tasmania what? Yeah. The fuck. Tasmanian I know. Devils. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty good at geography. I do not think I could point out Tasmania. <laughs> I think that's in Australia, right? Map. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania. Right oh, middle. Like a little God. island in Tasmania. It's an island? Yeah. The, uh, Wait, I knew that. I watched a nature documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a think? nature documentary about the devils. <laughs> yes. Tasmanian devils. Yeah. And Those I, things are scary. Dude, it took me a while to realize <laughs> until I was there and I was like, Tasmania, Tasmania. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. What? How? I was playing like, in, uh, in Hobart. And uh, I just couldn't where? believe it. It's called Hobart. Hobart H-O-B-A-R-T. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's a beautiful seaside yeah. uh, town. And I just couldn't believe it. Somehow I got weed there. I don't remember how I even got it. And I just remember walking around the town and smoking and being like, where the fuck is this? Is so cool. <laughs> I'm like, man, this By is By the way, you could buy weed surreal. now in the stores in like Brooklyn oh, and yeah. shit. Like all yeah. over New York. They're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, literally like everywhere you can buy I weed. used to stress out smoking weed out here, man. Really? In what? the US? No, well, in New York. Yeah. At the time, because I remember they used to say there, there were, used to be a cannabis task force <laughs> that was just going out and about, just like. Now there's an office shit. of cannabis management because uh-huh. it's legal. So it's yeah, the opposite. Do you want to hear it? I have a funny story about uh, getting arrested for weed. I was, oh yeah! I was outside. It was it was the day that Steve Jobs died. <laughs> Wait, what okay. The fuck? So it happened like what a way to so let's say specific. So basically, like <laughs> so I'll explain the situation why I remember that so much. So I was walking into a Dead Mouse concert, and I was putting I was taking joints and I was putting them literally like I had like a little dube tube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of joints in it, and I was putting it in my underwear. And a cop saw me. He's like, hey, what was oh, that? Oh, they saw you do that. Yeah, they saw me doing it. They're like, hey, what was that? I was like, oh, nothing. Cop just was like, take your joints. pants off. I was like, here, I wasn't even going to. I was like, you, here, you just it's said, just here's weed. some joints. They're like, okay, we're going to have to take you in. 
like I no. thought it was decriminalized. They're like, ah, don't worry, you can, you'll, don't worry about it. I'm like, all right. What I thought it was decriminalized. Don't worry, don't worry you're coming down. They're like, we I'm just have to, through. we just have to put. I was like, all right, whatever. So I went to jail, and there's people in jail you who did? were high on Molly because they were doing Molly outside. Nightmare. And they got arrested. Nightmare. And then uh, all these kids are tripping out, and I, and I was like, yo, guys, because they were in jail. So they didn't know oh. about Steve Jobs. Sonny. Oh <laughs> I was like, yo, guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but Steve Sonny. Jobs is dead. <laughs> this guy was high on Molly. <laughs> like twitching out. He didn't know how to feel. You're like, I gotta, I gotta tell them this news. <laughs> oh, you gotta tell But uh, oh my I ended up, and so the cops, they're like, we can't put you in the van because it's like down the block. So we're just gonna, so they walked me with my hands behind my wow. back. And then I was in there for like two hours. And then I got out and I went back to the concert and I spoke <laughs> to my friends. <laughs> and RIP I, Steve. I got to see Dead Mouse. I didn't. I didn't miss oh, any of it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Jesus. All, all I lost was like my shoelaces. <laughs> they took my shoelaces. I didn't get them back. They I didn't give like, them back. Wait, what? I, oh, because of the jail part. Yeah. Oh, right. I guess they think you're gonna like hang yourself or something. Yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. Guy's too high on Molly to do that. Right. Just like I just had to run back. I was like, yeah, I gotta make this shit. I guess. So yeah, it's no so right. funny how like I remember where I was when I found out certain famous people right. died. I was at I was at David and Buster's when I found out about my, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was on the subway actually. Yeah. And I was with. Uh, I, I wasn't. Wait, I saw wait Michael this Jackson? Girl with Michael Jackson. It's so funny that you remember. Too. I saw it's this like girl that I remember. It's like our JFK. No, it's because I randomly <laughs> saw a girl that I knew on the train and we were talking and then we both were like looking at our phones and we're like, oh shit, Michael Jackson is dead. Damn. Like, I wouldn't have remembered if I wasn't That's with so her at that shit. time. I was probably you know? just playing Counter Strike or something. Yeah. Oh, Counter Strike. I, I was probably into gaming. Yeah, yeah, are you, huge. What do you play? Uh, mainly RPGs. Like which ones? Oh, I've always been a fan of Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. since since high school, well, elementary even. Yeah. Um, How'd you even hear about that shit in elementary school? I feel like you gotta be like a deep like gamer. Oh yeah, yeah, Super Nintendo and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was playing. I was playing Chrono Trigger and all that. Mm -hmm. Super Nintendo. Uh, what, even what? even um Super Mario RPG, dude. Mm -hmm. I wish they made it again, but what console do you have? Um, are you I just recently got gamer? the PS Five. Yo, it took two years My to finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I have that Switch. I still have the PS4. But I mainly I have a lot, a lot, a lot of games on PC. Um, Hell yeah! Uh, I have my Oculus. I have, oh, I want one of those. Um, I have one. Yeah, they're great, man. When I come over on Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> I got. I'm gonna watch VR porn. At your <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the zombie games on that stuff. Yeah. Man, oh no, it, I could not. It fucks with your fascia. I, swear. I like. Uh, <laughs> I like the you know the beat game. Beat Saber? Yeah, Beat Saber, yep. So I put on the that? Skrillex pack, <gasps> smoke oh. a little dab before, and I'm just... Yo. Yo, why don't you have... A, you should get really a Beat fun. Saber pack. Yeah. Oh, shit. You should send That's an email about idea. that. Yeah, that would be a good... <laughs> honestly, that would be a good... Uh, that would be a fun yeah. Beat Saber pack. Oh, I love anything like that. I mean, during COVID, too, um, Umru invited uh, me, and, me and Hudmo to play, play as Minecraft. tonight for the Minecraft Festival. Yeah. And that yeah. was one of the most fun I've had. I saw him on very Saturday night. Nice. Yeah, a week ago, he yeah. did the show uh, with my friend. Uh, do you know this girl, girlfriend of the year? No, JFOTY. Oh, she, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. of like course. PC we were supposed to interview her. Oh, that's how, what it stands for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, you were just great. saying like gafoti. Literally, just, that's how <laughs> yeah. I was saying girlfriend it straight of the year. Up. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> I thought it was like get the fuck out. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You just like weren't paying attention to the order of Sam. Yeah. But yeah. it was like this cool, like it was like a musical, like a 3D 
uh, arts uh, musical with this guy Sam and Andy Raffles, these two uh, brothers that make like yeah. crazy shit. Yep, Sam. Yeah, you know. Them? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, they've yeah. worked on a lot of the Tonight stuff. Yeah, visuals. yeah. And they were uh, they were the live show was just insane. There was one part of the live show where there was two girls. They were wearing like the motion capture suits, mm. and they were boxing, like actually fighting. Like, legit. and then there was a screen behind them, and it looked like a fucking video game. It's so sad. And then there's like Umru DJing or some shit. Wow, it was insane. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> Sam and Andy are always trying to do like cool stuff too. Like, yeah. they, I don't yeah, know about Sam, but Andy lived in Chicago at the same time as me. Uh, I don't mm. think he would remember me, but we met a few times, and I went to a like show he did once where he was doing visuals, and there was a number. Mm. And you could text pictures to it, and he would mix it into the live <laughs> visuals. That's cool. You know, I was like 23, so I was just sending mad That's selfies. Wild. And taking, and, and then I would like, the DJ's playing, and then a picture of me would pop up in the background. I was taking videos, and I was like, wow, the guy doing visuals is obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I would be 23 up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I was definitely that kind of vibe, too, yeah. man. I'm stoked to see your set tonight. Um, who, who are you uh, playing with tonight? Oh, yeah. Um, what's their names? Actually, I wasn't familiar. I'm I, actually I'm like I'm the worst person when it comes to like knowing <laughs> different artists. Shit. Everybody talks to me about a different artist. I'm like, who? What? I'm and like, are you part of the scene? So I'm you're like, going mm, on not much. One third. Yeah, you're kind of like <laughs> I'm like mainly gaming or some yeah. <laughs> random shit, but mainly fishing. Like that's yeah. like I'm mostly doing that most of the time when <laughs> it's when it's good weather. Fisherman. Yeah, yeah huge fisherman. That's yeah. Okay, since, you just dropped that so casually, and it's such a cool fact. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, I'm just fishing sometimes. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, Wait, where do you where do you fish? Yeah, oh, dude, Montreal fishing, is well. The river we got is is very it's world renowned. What's it called A lot of people. Again? Um, the St. Lawrence River. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we have all the species, have to go all the freshwater get... species. Whoa, it's the... wild. Oh, I don't have to go place? far. Yeah, I could go there. I I live close to where that island is too, mm-hmm. and um, I I got this amazing inflatable boat. Um, it's called a cub boat. It's like the, it's really interesting. It's like the it has the length of a of a usual like uh how you call that like a zodiac kind of boat i think what like, it's a, called. A like those rescue boats oh yeah yeah. but okay. it's narrow like a canoe a bit cool mm. so you can fit like three full-grown adults comfortably we all can stand it's very 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 sturdy and uh um it fit and, and it folds up and it fits my trunk the trunk of my car that just like a normal so four-door car sick. and um i would go out to one of the rivers and we fish out there but before that i would just fish in the canal lachine everything's in the canal lachine people will ask me what do you catch there oh well Smallmouth bass, smallmouth bass, pike, musky. And do you have to go on the boat for that also? Now nah, you just go by the, right. the canal. I know and these you just fish go up and down it. From you can get a bike games. or anything. <laughs> from video games? Yeah, that's the no only way. reason I know. I'm <laughs> I like, love oh, the video I think games. You can catch some of those in um, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> 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 or like, I don't know. Yeah, Damn, it's true. that's crazy. I, like, I feel bad because I think that's so interesting, but I don't even know enough about fishing to like ask you a good question about it. Like, oh, what's yeah. the <laughs> biggest fish you ever caught? <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-five pounds. Seen a, an eel? An eel? <laughs> Actually, we do have those too. Uh, are really? Canadian fish yeah. different? Yeah. <laughs> well, those are rarely caught. I'm afraid of eels. Those are some wild, weird dude. creatures. Like, yo, I can't. They're very unpredictable. Wait, yeah. so what, what was it like doing the Tonight Set in Minecraft? Like, how does that? Oh yeah, I want to know about that. Were too. you with uh, Hudmo? Yeah. So you guys? Oh no, together? no, we weren't in the same room. Sorry. You weren't. We were, we were both online. Just right. Going there. But uh, it was fun, man. I mean, so how do you DJ together? Oh, so remotely. It, that was all just uh, a pre-recorded set. Oh, okay, so everybody yeah. pre-records a set. They upload it into the the way they had it set up was very, very, very smart. It was um, mm-hmm. everybody's pre-recorded, and people can go to the website to stream the live audio. So you and right. so you play the live audio oh. as you're in game. So the 
so the server doesn't get too clogged up yeah, with all the people up. coming in yeah. and everything. And um, every time, I mean, like from gaming, when you're gaming, you want to exploit the mechanics as much as you can. So mm-hmm. what they gave every artist was a, 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 a like a, a special wristband, right? Item mm-hmm. that teleports you to the stage so nobody else can go to the stage. Wow. And I figured like <laughs> knowing the general mechanics of Minecraft, I can see... Well, the stage was built into the the, the volcano. Yeah. And so there's some lava falling in the side. I'm like, right. Huh. Okay. I got a teleporter and it brings me to the stage. And what happens if I just keep jumping into the crowd and hitting teleport and coming back? <laughs> this is going to create like a wild loop. And then I started doing it to see if people would notice. And then people in the chat would be like, yo, what is Lou doing? Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like moshing like a motherfucker. And then That's I was so like, wait. Sick. No, like, if I touch the lava, wouldn't I catch fire? So if I do that and I teleport and I jump, <laughs> wouldn't that look even crazier? Right. So I started doing that during our set. <laughs> and then everybody started noticing me hitting the lava and jumping back into the stage. And they're like, yo, let's hit the lava. And you can see the whole crowd just hit the lava. <laughs> and everybody's on fire and jumping around on That's fire. so sick. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, I'm always, like, I've always been curious about how like that works. People play in Minecraft. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it's possible, but... um. It's yeah, with the amount of people attending is probably what made it more complicated. Yeah, because they uh, have, they've yeah. had like, I don't know, what was the really big one that was the first one? Was it Travis Scott? No, that was uh, oh, that was, that um, was the other one, no. Fortnite. Fortnite. I yeah. think these yeah. guys have been Bro, doing it. Way I used before to play. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played Fortnite when it first came out, and yeah. it used to be a zombie game. What did you play yeah. it on? Switch? Uh, just PC. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It used I to be just a zombie game. You had to build a your own oh, fort wow. <laughs> in time yeah. before the zombie wave came through. And then when they switched it to like a, a shooter, and I was like, nah, I just moved on. I've only ever played it on Switch, and like they don't have crossplay between platforms. I don't think. And they do now. Oh, they do, back right? when I played, it's, yeah, it's everyone now. Back when I played, they did not. And yeah, I have played COD, so like Switch Fortnite lobbies were like children, <laughs> and I was like getting victory royale every game, and then like upsetting children. <laughs> So it didn't have a lot of appeal for me. <laughs> I was like, where's the, where's the scope on cry. this thing? <laughs> All right. Well, Linus, oh my God, it's man. been great talking to you. Oh, yeah. Always, man. We should hang, man. Thank you. Next yeah. time I'm back. Good luck at your show yeah. tonight. I want to thank you yeah. for coming through, taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to come check out the show tonight. I'm very stoked. Merci. Yes. Um, <laughs> Merci. That was yeah. great. Bon chance. Anything you want to drop? What the hell? You know French. What the hell is going on over here? Anything you want to talk about before we sign off? Yeah. Anything you want to plug or anything? Uh, no, I'm just, just, just flowing. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. Just very I'm, happy. Grateful to be here. I really appreciate you guys having me here. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming. I'm stoked. Yeah, man. I was stoked to do this interview because like... You're 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 a very uh, unique artist, and I want people to see that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I really I appreciate see, that. Like, people <laughs> that to see means the a lot. difference between you and like other type of people that you might be compared to. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I uh, mean, I'm at a point where I'm trying to understand myself. It's been I'm almost, I've been in this almost 15, I think, yeah. years, like since 2008 or so. Wow. And I'm um, sure you're always changing. You know. Yeah, exactly. And only now have I started to take myself more serious as a brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, well, it's I already, cool. You have like a creative vehicle to figure that stuff exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. I've worked on the creative expression part first because I figured that's the hardest one. Because mm. from the people around me, they've always struggled with that first. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'll just start with what's harder to work on, and then eventually I'll work on the more technical stuff and like, what is my target audience? What brand am I? <laughs> Who are my oh, competitors yeah. in the, the same business field? things? I feel yeah, like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Think let me of bury that, this nitrous tank. If you think <laughs> yeah, of that yeah, stuff, yeah. then this tank. Your music kind of like I don't know. It just it's just gonna have it yeah i don't know <laughs> i feel like you don't think it like your approach is very different you you don't really like 
you know, you're not like, oh, I need it to sound like this and sound like that. Yeah. You're right. Like, it's yeah. a craft. Right. Whenever people ask me when DJing, like, do you play for the crowd? I'm like, I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, Damn, that's a great question. <laughs> I, that's what I think the difference between, like, people who, like, use Ableton or people who, like, do CDJs. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like most of the people who are using Ableton, they're playing for themselves. Mm. It's kind of like... Right. Okay, yep, yep. That's what that I think, sense. honestly. For me, like... No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I DJed, I used to DJs a lot, DJ a lot of, like, random parties in New York City, and I would never play the music I liked mm. because I knew I had to just Please shut up people. and play Yo, what they wanted actually, to play. Actually, that reminded me of something. One last thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Funny story. <laughs> Another one of those Madonna ones, right? She brought me to this other private party, right? And uh, tells me, do do your set. Play what you play. Oh, I love what you no. play. And then? Cool. I do my thing. Play my thing. You're getting requests. This really tall, slender black woman comes up on stage, right? She comes in shoulder checking me. And I'm like, Snail I can't Naomi see her. Campbell. She's, <laughs> right? And she's in my face. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know who it is because it's all blurry and I'm a little drunk. And she's just like, play some Jay-Z. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, it's, I'm playing on Ableton. I, <laughs> physically you can't. Know, I can't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, there's no way. Yeah, and so what about Biggie? I ain't got no Biggie. What do you mean you got no Biggie? Oh, yeah, play some house. I'm like, all right, play my version of it. And she's like, is this even house? I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, subjective. It's got Honestly, four walls and a It's roof. kind of annoying. I mean, obviously, you know, like when people ask for a request, it's kind of annoying. But like, it's just weird to assume that like you're going to have that song on your laptop. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. where where do you want me to get it from? Spotify? Oh, like exactly. Like Spotify. And she was all up in my ear being like, "You know what? You're a really shitty DJ. Oh my I God. could do it better than you." I've been in a and lot of situations. And you were right. It was like Naomi Campbell. Are you fucking kidding? It was, it was I, fucking <laughs> Naomi. Yo, I'm sorry. I actually as, that's insane. As soon that's as I said Naomi fuck. Campbell, I felt bad about it. I was like, "Man, that's mean of me. She's not can't be that mean." And then, <laughs> she was ready to beat me up. She would beat me up though. I mean, you I said would, yeah. I wouldn't win against her. You said Straight tall, up. slender black woman shoulder checked you without even knowing you, and I was like, that was a little Naomi Kimballish. <laughs> That's so crazy. I'm more honored that I, I got shoulder checked by her. You know, like I don't yeah. blame her, man. Like, yeah, don't wash that. The shit. way I treat it is like I came in hot with a different language, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not speaking their language. Yeah. and of course they'll be offended because I'm not even trying to to speak. To, yeah, their, to their, you can't tell her crowd. Ableton. She's not yeah. gonna know what that yeah. means. Yeah, so it's like I get it. I, yeah. If I was in her shoes, I would shoulder check the shit out of that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's all good. Where's like, the biggie? Yeah, yeah. No, no hate to us. No hate. No, no hate. hate. Very understandable. Shout out. Amazing. Shout out. I'm Shout so out. glad you said. In fact. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much yeah. for coming, and I'm glad you made time to tell that story. Really yeah, you reminded me about that. <laughs> all right. All righty. See you guys later. Bye. I will catch you up be waiting Time after time If you're lost, you can look and you will find me Time after time If you fall, I will catch you up be waiting Time after time